Hi everyone, and welcome to the next edition of the Money Mend podcast, which is designed to talk about all things finance and wealth related. Please remember, this is general advice only and does not take into account your personal circumstances. Seek professional advice which takes your individual circumstances into account before implementing any ideas or strategies mentioned in this podcast. Anyway, enough of the legal stuff. Here comes Stephen Luke. Welcome to the Money Men. Steve May and Luke Styles here. Hi, Luke. Hey, Steve. How are we? We're good. We're good. Uh, reminded all our listeners out there, don't forget to leave a review on whichever um, podcast system you use. Yeah. Um, and remember to go to our website, uh, themoneymen.com.au, to register your questions. Absolutely. All right, Luke, what's the Australian share market been doing over the past couple of weeks what? since our last... Catch up. Catch up, yeah. Yep. Well, it's been, been, in, been interesting, Steve. So uh, the last couple of weeks, the Australian share market is up, up roughly about 2%. And I know that doesn't sound like much, but if we look at it more broadly from the March lows, it's up 17.5%. So it's technically in recovery territory. So mm-hmm. it's been a bit of uplift. And before we were doing this, started this podcast, we were talking about, imagine if you were that person who cashed out at the bottom and is now trying to get back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's been a very volatile market. You know, as you said, up 2% over the past couple of weeks, up 17% over the last month mm. or so. Mm. Um, but every day has been different, hasn't it? You know, you've had very, very large spikes. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and volatility is inherent with the share market. Mm. Um, and I think that's a very important thing to, for people to keep in mind. Mm. But, it, you know, it hasn't sort of uh, surfaced in the news media that it's up 7.5%. And in mm. general, um, you know, in correction territory, we, do, we obviously, you know, there's a, a long way to go. But it clearly hasn't made the uh, news. No, no. Well... Good news doesn't sell. You know, Correct. It's only, only the bad news that uh, that sells. So the media <laughs> focuses on that. We're so um, cynical, aren't we? <laughs> we are very cynical about the media. Um, you know, ASIC has come out uh, recently and said, "Hey, people, mum and dad investors, mm. you know, too many of you are trying to get in and time the market." Yeah. Um, so they've issued a bit of a warning around yep. that, um, which is you know, good sense. You don't. You should never really try to time the market. Yep. Because at best, it's a guess, isn't it? And and mm. actually, interestingly, Steve, um, just thinking about that, some people might say, well, how does ASIC know that mum and dad investors are in the market all mm. of a sudden? Mm. And and actually, I had a bit of a read of the report, and what they've noticed is a lot of inactive accounts, you know, trading mm. accounts that people have held, all of a sudden had money, a bit of money mm. go in, might be mm. a joint account held with husband and wife or, you know, your own single account and mm. all of a sudden there's some money going in and, mm. and they can see the volumes of trades occurring in the back end with the brokers. So mm. they all of a sudden know that there's more volume occurring yeah. and more people participating in the market and they can tell if it's institutional, so mm. big businesses, mm. super funds or, or mum and dad investors. So just in case anyone says, well, hold on, how does ASIC actually know it's a mum and dad investor mate pulling, you know, pulling the uh, mm. trigger on the trade or or someone else well there you go there's, they, there's the answer they have ways they, they do have <laughs> ways and means they do um, have ways okay so thanks for that that's right. um yeah as we know very volatile at the moment um but that's that's life uh, so mm-hmm. 
Today's episode is pretty much about answering questions that are out there in the um, in the world at the moment, yep. um, in especially the world that we come across. So mm. I thought you know we'd just run through you know four or five of those yep. and um, and see what that throws up at us. So you know a very common question that we come across is um, should I pay an extra weekly amount off the mortgage or put that weekly amount into super instead? Okay, so that's a pretty common yep. pretty common question. See that crop up a bit. Yeah, it does. Um, what's the answer? <laughs> you know, as I you know, as I say a lot on this show, it depends. General advice warning. <laughs> yeah, this is a general advice warning. But it actually does depend. There are so many issues and variables yeah. that you know the right answer for one person might be the wrong wrong answer for another. Yep. But let's you know let's have a look at, at what some of the things are to consider. Mm. We you know with a with a question like this, there are there are some knowns and there are some unknowns, mm-hmm. um, and it's the unknowns that you know that throw all the um, all the numbers into disarray. Yeah. Um, you know, so so you know, what's the interest rate on the mortgage? Okay, so you know what it is now, but you don't know what it's going to be in the future. No, you, know, you can't to, know. To any, what it's... You know, to any great extent, um, you know, you could fix rates, but you know, you're not, probably not going to fix rates for twenty years. No, um, I don't think they offer that. No, but, but rate. Rates go up, rates go down. Yep. Um, but you know what it is now. You can make some assumptions around, you know, what it that, you know, that might remain of that. How much extra can you afford to pay on the mortgage or put away into super? So you know, is it a hundred dollars a week, two hundred dollars a week, thousand dollars a week, mm. five dollars a week? Now you know that now, but you don't know what that situation is yep. going to be in five years' time, or two years' time, or twenty years' time. What return will you achieve on your superannuation? That's easy, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> Definitely I was not. just going to say that's not a, that's a yeah. trick question. Well, we don't know. Yeah, um, we can take a guess, and you know, when you're looking at doing any projections and numbers on this yeah. type of stuff, you just take you take a guess at what the returns yeah. are going to be, and it, you base that pretty much on what history is. Yeah, has it's shown historical us. past performance. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the caveat being don't rely on past performance. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of kind of confusing when you actually sit down and, and try and crack the numbers. Yeah. Um, what's your time frame? Okay, so is it? One year is it? Five years is it? Mm. Twenty years is it? Yeah, fifty years. You know, yep. whatever. Um, Very critical. So again, you know, you know, you have a bit of an idea of the time frame as it stands right mm. now, but circumstances can change, and your time time frame might change in the future. What's your current mortgage balance? Yeah, we know that. Yep. Um, what's your current superannuation balance? Well, you know that. Um, most importantly, what's your long term goal, or what's your what's your goal? Um, around putting that extra money away. What, yeah. do you, what do you want to achieve by putting that extra money away? Okay, that, that's a big part of it. So, it depends, <laughs> is a short answer. But let's, You're not uh, giving us enough there, Steve. Let's give you an idea of how much it might depend. Um, so let's consider Mary. It's a nice original name for a scenario, Mary. isn't it? Um, so Mary's got a mortgage with $500,000 owing on it. Mm-hmm. And she's got a 25-year loan term, which means that she's paying $600 per week, $611 per week, actually, mm-hmm. assuming that her interest rate is 4%. Okay. okay. So 4% is a bit high at the moment, but you know, let's use 4% because yep. we've got to use something. Now, if Mary were to increase her repayments by $100 a week mm-hmm. to $711 per week, then her loan will be paid out in 19 years and seven months okay instead of 25 years yep so that extra repayment has resulted in that savings yeah so it's you know she's saved five years and five months um in on the loan in loan repayments uh great result 
is. Okay. Um, well done, Mary. Yeah, good on you, Mary. Um, but you can't be assured that interest rates will remain at 4%. Mm. And they may go down, they may go up. They probably will go down and up uh, over the next 19 years and seven months. So if they go down, that, that extra 100 bucks is more effective and yep. it's paid off more quickly than the 19 years and seven months Seven months you've suggested there. And, and if they go up, it's, it's going to be longer. May it be longer, yeah. yeah. So it's one of those variables. You do, we do not know the answer at this point in time. So all we can do is assume that rates will stay the same. Yep. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things that we consider and one of the it depends issues. Um, now let's you know, let's have a look at Mary's uh, other thinking. She thinks that instead she might be better off keeping her mortgage payments at $611 per week mm-hmm. and putting that hundred dollars net per week into her super fund instead okay okay so one of the one of the benefits of putting money into super rather than paying off the mortgage and after-tax dollars mm-hmm. is that you're getting money into super pre-tax yep so mary isn't paying any tax on the income amount tax she, on that amount yeah, she received yeah. what that really means is that after you know contributions taxes you know into super etc um that yeah, there's probably about $125 available we, to go yeah, and invest. Going into super with an impact of only $100 on Mary's take home pay. Yep. It's complicated, isn't it? It's um, a little complicated. <laughs> yeah, but assume Mary's got 250 grand in her super um, and she's earning $80,000 per annum, so she's in that 34.5 cent tax bracket. Mm-hmm. And assuming that the super fund returns 6.5% um, year on year um, over the next 19 years and seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, then her super will have increased by roughly $200,000. Okay. But she'll have remaining a remaining mortgage balance of about 172000 Okay. But she'll be up, won't she? So yep. she will have uh, accumulated, won, accumulated more, more in her super than what is owing on her mortgage yep. after that period of yep. time. And so, so if the mortgage is paid out, there's, she's in $30,000. She's 30, yeah, about 30 grand better off yep. um, by using the superannuation strategy. Yep. That's... Great, superannuation is the best bet, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. But not necessarily. <laughs> so how many assumptions did I use in both of those scenarios? Um, not, not that many, mm, but they were very mm. fixed and they didn't do anything other than just go mm, up. Mm, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, so the reality is that um, if the superannuation return was 4.5% instead of 6.5%, yep. then she's worse off by yep. using the superannuation strategy. Um, you know, As we said, if interest rates are lower, um, then... Um, she might be better off using the mortgage strategy, mm-hmm. but her interest rate's going to be lower forever? Well, we don't know. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it comes down to, you know, what's the goal? What is going to make Mary sleep better at night? Mm-hmm. You know, so what's her risk profile? You know, what is she going to be more comfortable with doing? Yep. Um, you know, knowing what all the different variables and it depends issues are. Yes. Short answer. Who knows whether it's better for her to pay more off the mortgage or to put it into super. Yep. Um, there's a lot more that she needs to consider than, yep. um, than just the simple question like that. Yeah. So theoretically, mm-hmm. you could show that there is a better result using superannuation, but you've hit two, two nails on the head there, Steve. Does it pass the sleep at night test? Is mm-hmm. it, and, and is that actually what they want to do? Mm. What's the goal? Yeah, what, what is the goal? Get good advice, Mary, um, that takes your personal situation, your risk profile and your goals into account. And don't rely on well-intentioned social media armchair experts Mm. who'll have their own formed opinions and I'll just tell you to go with what they've done. Or in some cases, they haven't done it. (laughs) They haven't even done it, yeah. (laughs) They're just giving their opinion. 
Very good. I hope that uh, that didn't answer the question at all, did it? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> but, you know, you it, know, it, it, it obviously there's does, a lot to does it. Depend. Okay, another question that uh, we see very often yes. and is out there in the forums is um, how much super do people usually have at my age? So, you know, we, people are interested. You know, they've got X amount of dollars in superannuation. They're a bit interested in what other people um, have in superannuation at their age. Yep. So, well. so we've got a very interesting resource here, Steve, and you know the acronym. <laughs> I know the acronym, but you know what it stands for. ASFA. 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 Uh, <laughs> the Association of Super Funds Australia actually releases a report on this. And we will include a link in the show notes to this report. Hmm. So a little bit dated information. So the report's actually 2017 and refers to information from the prior year. So mm-hmm. a few years old. Yeah. But it gives us a good idea. Um, it shows an interesting trend, and I does. think that's very important. One of the one of the interesting trends um, is that men, on average, mm-hmm. accumulate more in super than women, and significantly more. Yeah, than over, over time, yep. absolutely. So, um, you know, what are the reasons for that? Well, you know. Women traditionally, I guess, have spent more time out of the workforce mm-hmm. um, as um, carers of the children of the family. Um, that'd be probably the key thing. That'd probably yeah. the key thing, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, there are some arguments in there about you know uh, earnings earnings gaps um, yeah. potentially there as well. Mm. But I, I think overwhelmingly, it is the um, time out of the time, time out yeah. of the workforce. Yeah. yeah. So you know, people often ask. You know what? What is it? How much should I have? You know, it's not what you should have, but um, yeah, you know, this is what other people might have. So we love to compare ourselves. We do, and yeah, that's yeah. and that's and that and this resource gives you a great way to do it. It does, and we'll, we'll put as, a, as you said, we'll put the link um, in the in the show notes. But you know, a twenty-five, you know, twenty-six-year-old male um, on average has about twenty-four thousand dollars in super. Twenty-six-year-old mm-hmm. um, female has about nineteen thousand. Well, let's work through. We won't work through every um, age grouping Rocket. here, mm-hmm. but um, you know, a thirty-seven-year-old male would have about sixty-five thousand, mm-hmm. um, and a female would have about fifty thousand. Yep. Um, Fifty-two-year-old male would have about one hundred seventy-two thousand, and fifty-two-year-old female around a hundred thousand, and a sixty-three-year-old male. Um, would have around about, on average, 270,000. Yep. And uh, female in that age group would have about 157,000. Yeah. And it declines as people go past that age, age pension, age or yeah, retirement yeah. ages. So, yeah. you know, as, as they start to, as they retire and get out of the workforce, then they start to spend their money. Draw, so it goes down, down from on there. the balance. Yeah. Um, you know, we. We could go through every age bracket here, but you know, have a look at the resource yourself. You know, go to the link and, and pull it out and have a look. But interestingly, twenty-seven percent of males reported that they had no super at all, which is pretty incredible. Mm. Pretty incredible. And thirty percent, thirty-two percent of females reported that they had no super. So, yeah. now some of those people could be people who um, are in retirement phase who have yeah. spent their money yeah. and spent their superannuation. But a portion would definitely be those who just haven't had super contributions made on their behalf ever. Um, Put in. So, yeah. you know, so we talked never... about this earlier. Mm. A good example would be the sole trader mm. who's not actually required mm. to make contributions on their behalf. 
into yep. a superannuation yeah, fund. Yeah. Although we believe they should, mm. um, they they may not have been, and mm. and all of a sudden they haven't. You know, twenty seven percent is a big number, and they get to the end and they've got nothing there, and they're totally reliant on social security to fund their retirement mm. potentially. Yeah, um, you know, a, a member of a couple whose uh, role in the family has been over their entire life so far, uh, working life so far is not to work in a job officially, but to work hard and rear, rear the children. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying for one second that that's not hard work. It's very hard work. Um, but they don't, they don't get paid for it and they yeah, don't yeah. have an employer paying into superannuation. So you know, quite high numbers there. Hopefully that gives people an idea of uh, you know, the sorts of um, average amounts of people have at certain ages. Um, as, as we said, the resource will be there linked to this podcast. Right, Dave, let's have a short break. Perfect. We'll come be back, back in, in a, a minute. sec. Yep. At Steve May Financial Services, we know how daunting the idea of seeing a financial planner can be. Bearing your financial soul to a person you don't even know doesn't sound like fun, does it? That's why we believe in being approachable and being ourselves. Our mission is to provide uncomplicated, affordable and personalised financial advice to those who normally wouldn't get it. Contact us for a friendly, no-pressure consultation to get your financial stuff sorted. Steve May Financial Services www.stevemayfs.com.au Okay, welcome back to the Money Men podcast. G'day Luke. Hey Steve, we're back online. We are. How was your break? It was good, yeah. yeah. I had a beer in between my break. <laughs> it was a good break. <laughs> Okay, we're on. To, we're we're dealing with questions in this episode, so um, here's a common one too. In which or in which order should I pay off my debts? I have two credit cards, mm-hmm. a car loan, and a home loan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so probably the assumption is the credit cards are going to have the higher rates of interest. Yeah, so that's that. That'd be the first assumption. Yeah, credit uh, card interest rates what would vary between what twelve and twenty percent, oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. probably towards yeah, the higher yeah, end of that range. Oh, absolutely. Um, car loan there, so you know mm. we might say that it might be you know five and seven percent maybe. Mm. Yeah, Could well, be higher. Yeah, it depends. So if you if you go for a personal sort of uh, secured car loan through a bank, you might be looking at ten or eleven. Yeah, you know, it depends what the bank can get away with, or yeah. the lender can get yeah. away with. But um, <laughs> yeah, just let's say that's nine percent. Yeah, you know, so one credit card at eighteen, one credit card at fourteen percent. Uh, one car, car loan, loan at nine. Car loan at nine percent. Home and the loan. Mortgage, home loans. Uh, let's say that's three and a half percent. Okay. Okay. Might be lower than that, but um, let, let's assume that um, so we have, we don't know the answer. But so which order? Which should order be? should they be paid off? Okay. So simply, um, my strategy mm-hmm. um, would be that you pay the highest interest rate debt off first. Mm-hmm then move to the next highest interest rate, mm-hmm. then move to the next one, and then move to the next one. Yep. What are your thoughts? I completely agree with that, Steve. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's a very wise approach. And But I'll just, one, one thing that when I've seen, you know, that seems like the obvious um, approach. Well, one thing I've seen with people in this situation is they go, okay, well, I'll start allocating that extra cash I've got off my highest interest rate credit card first pay those off and then pay the car loan down and then 
you know, start allocating it onto the home loan. But what I'll often find is that they're overpaying on either the car loan or the home loan and don't cease those additional oh, yeah. payments mm-hmm. and start allocating that surplus cash flow that's being paid mm-hmm. onto a lower cost debt yeah. and reallocating it into the higher cost debt. So with this strategy, it's more than just going, okay, that's the process of elimination. You've actually got to open the hood, get under the, get under the bonnet and see what's going on and have a, have an actual hard look at what's going on with so, these yeah, other debts. Yeah. So what you're saying is if, if the mortgage or home loan repayment um, minimum requirement it's is 500, 500 a week, week but, but you're paying 700 Yep. Yeah then it actually makes sense to reduce the home loan repayments back down to the 500 mm-hmm. and take that 200 and put it off the credit card. Yeah, absolutely makes on, sense. On top of what, you know, what, yeah, what, what other it, payments what you can make. So anything you can put towards debt mm. should go towards the highest, yeah. um, highest interest rate debt first. So it's obvious, mm. but it, there's always a little bit more to the, mm. to the question and mm. di- a bit of digging is always required mm. in, in, this, in this debt process of elimination strategy yeah, people can fall into a bit of a trap too of thinking that they can pay off more than they really can mm. and they then end up drawing back off the credit card to meet, the their, <laughs> to meet their expenses yeah. and that defeats the purpose yep. so it's important to really understand what your cash flow looks like mm. before you start to look at these debt reduction strategies yep. otherwise you you defeat the purpose. You're going to have to go back into the credit card to get money back yeah. because you've artificially inflated yeah. what you think you can pay off. But the point is, mm. don't be spirit. You know, you can't be too sporadic and mm. have. Oh, yeah, I'm paying a little bit extra on the credit card. I'm paying a little bit extra on the car loan, and I'm paying a little bit extra on the home loan. Well, mm. no, that's silly. We've mm. got to look at the process of elimination. Highest interest rate first, down to the lowest interest rate. Yeah. The only way that I would say that you might vary that a little would be, you know, just say your 18% credit card mm-hmm. has. Twenty thousand dollars in it. Yep. And your what do we say? Fifteen percent or four, whatever yeah, it was. So the, the lower the lower, lower interest rate credit card only has two thousand on it. Okay. Sometimes it might be just a little bit of a um, a boost and a, yep. an encouragement to be able to knock one off. Yeah. Um, so you quickly. get that win. You get that win. Mm. Um, you know you can do it. Yep. So maybe you, you just pay off that that smaller credit card first. And another secret is once you paid off it, paid paid it off. Get rid of it. Yes. You know, you don't need it anymore. Cut the yeah, debt thing yeah. in half. No, most people don't need any more than one credit card. Most people uh, seem to <laughs> pay off that credit card and then all of a sudden you look at it in 12 months' time and it's got a new balance on it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So if you're, going to, if you're going to have a structure of reducing and get rid of, getting rid of debt, Make sure you get rid of it. Yeah, you know, that's, that, that's a good point. It, Reduce no, it and, and get rid of and it. And get rid of it. So, Two step. Yeah, but simple answer, pay off the highest interest rate debt first, first yep. and move your way through until you get to the yep. lowest. Very good. Perfect. I think that answers that question. I think it does, Steve. Move on to the next one. Okay. Um, this one's reasonably topical at the moment and it mm. pops up a lot. Um, should I use an offset account or a home loan redraw facility? Interesting question. So first of all, some of our listeners may not know what they are. Yep. So what are they? What, what is an offset account? Well, they an offset account is just a separate account, transactional account that sits against your mortgage mm-hmm. with any additional money that sits in it offsets the interest accrued on the outstanding loan balance. Okay. So if you've got a, a loan balance of $500,000, mm-hmm. mortgage balance of $500,000, and you've got $100,000 sitting in an offset account, mm-hmm. um, then you're only paying interest on the home loan yep. on $400,000. Correct. Yep. So that's good. That um, is good. Yep. 
an offset account is you know usually fully transactional so it's just another bank account yep um and you can pay, you know, wages, pay, in. pay wages in have wages come in you yep. can pay bills from it you yep. can set it up however you like so it's a bit more is mm. there's a bit of function yeah yep. yeah and uh, so basically, you know, it's achieving, as a rate of return, it's achieving whatever your mortgage interest rate is, isn't it? Correct. You know, so rather than getting 0.001% by having all of your money sitting in a transaction account, yep. um, you're achieving maybe 3 or 4%. Um, Correct. Because that's, that's the savings saving. on the yeah, interest that's what the that would have otherwise is. been accruing. Yeah, yep. yeah. So that's an offset account. Um, what's a redraw facility? So a redraw... Um, well, same, same, but different. Yeah, same, same, but different, <laughs> you know. So redraw is actually where you have the ability to put money into your mortgage mm. and having, having it sitting there and reducing the amount that you're paying interest on. Yep. Um, so same as the offset there. Same as the offset in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can pull it back out of your mortgage if mm-hmm. you need it. Yep. Okay, so again, you know, if you've got a redraw... The mortgage balance uh, might have been five hundred thousand dollars. You've parked a hundred thousand dollars in that redraws facility, so you're only paying interest on four hundred thousand dollars. Yep. But you can get the hundred thousand dollars back out again. Correct. If you need it. Yep. Okay. And probably the point to make on there is, um, you know, the the redraw is not a separate account. It's not Mm. a separate divisible account with. You can't pay bills out of it. No. You can't have your wages go into it. No. Um, So it's not a separate account, but it does it achieves the same financial effect. You as know, holding uh, funds in an offset. Yeah, yep. as far as the interest that you save goes. Correct, right? but, the, but they are different from mm-hmm. that transactional perspective. Yeah. So now we know what they are. The question was, should you use an offset account or a home loan redraw? Okay, so, hey, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about a, an offset account having that flexibility. Yeah. Um, so you have flexibility and you have the same financial outcome as having the money in a, in a redraw. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so it would sort of make sense that your default would be the offset account. Okay, that, that's what I think. Yeah. They, 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 there may be costs that come with an offset account. You might have to pay a $300 per annum fee, mm-hmm. you know, package fee or something to have that to, offset account. Yep. Um, but it gives you more freedom to use the money um, and have it immediately accessible to you. Mm-hmm. If you want it, but and 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 I'll probably just add something in there, Steve. That that flexibility and access can, in some respects, be a disadvantage for some people. Yeah, because I say some people may just want to get their hands on the money in the offset account all the time, mm. spend it all, and um, whereas if it's tucked away in a home loan redraw facility. There's a bit of a thought process that has to go around getting it out. Yeah, um, there's a little so, little bit yeah. of an extra step, but it's mm. a psychological step, mm. and it can sometimes mean the difference between robbing your offset mm. uh, or or not. So, yeah. so I I I, agree, I tend to agree with you. I think the functionality offered by them makes a lot of sense, but in some respects, I think sometimes the bare bones, just having the redraw, can make mm. a lot of sense mm. for some people mm. as well. Mm. But that's why you said it depends it depends always depends doesn't it um recently in the news has been a, mm. a lender called me bank me um, me members equity i think mm. that stands for members equity bank owned by owned by a number of super funds actually yes. um me bank um there's been some 
news recently that they've um, played around with the amount that their customers have been able to get back out of their redraw. redraw. Mm. Now, we don't know the, the ins and outs of that and, and how that's occurred, um, but the fact that it can occur... Um, could potentially be a bit disturbing. <laughs> yes, um, for people who yeah. otherwise think they've got money yeah. in their bank. So, you know, you, you go to bed one night and uh, you've got $50,000 available in your redraw, you mm. think, and then the next day um, you go into your bank accounts and have a look at your redraw and you've mm. only got $10,000 mm. available. Now, that would be a shock. It's the sort of thing that's happened. We don't know the reasons why it's happened. We, we don't know the ins and outs of it, but it can happen. Yep. Um, so, you know maybe that's a reason that you might sort of look more at an offset account than a redraw. You know, the offset account is a separate account. Yeah. You can get, you know that it's there. You can come get by government, government guarantee. Yeah, the government um, guarantee up to 250000 is there. Um, so, and, and, and that's the point. What What's the purpose of the account? What are you looking to achieve? Um, are you looking to hold and save big lump sums of money? Um, well, then, yeah, redraw probably might not make sense in that mm. respect. It, mm. it might be the offset to the better solution. And, mm. and for big lump sums of money, that government guarantee has got to be a big tick. Mm. Um, but also, uh, your point, going to bed one night with 50 grand in there to find that your redraw has been reduced down to half, I mm. think uh, some of the reports are, yeah. and there's only 25 grand mm. left. Well, bearing in mind, the bank has actually reduce the outstanding loan yeah, so they, they haven't, so they haven't stolen the money the money um, they've yeah, actually said that, that they've said that yeah that money now is paid off the loan you, well, you can't get it back you don't have <laughs> you don't have redraw to yeah, it yeah, yeah which is probably not what you signed up to but um yeah so it's something <laughs> to bear in mind um yeah there's yeah. another you know hidden issue there around you know if you're potentially in the future you're going to move house mm-hmm. and you're going to keep your house mm-hmm. um, as an investment Yep. Um, for various reasons it would make more sense to have your money parked in an offset account than in redraw um, if you're going to use that money to buy your new home yep that you're going to live yeah. in so yep. that hundred thousand dollars that is parked in the offset account if you're going to use that to purchase a new home mm. and keep your current one mm. as an investment then it, it is better for you to access that $100,000 out of your offset yep. account yep. than to access it out of your redraw. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and these are some of the questions, mm. you know, sitting down with a broker or sitting mm. down with a financial planner, you, you, you need to, uh, th- they should be asking, but you mm. also need to make it quite clear to them, hey, what's your intention with your first home yeah. or, this, or this second home or third home? Yeah. Are you guys, you're living in it for the next five years? Are you living in it for the next 30 years? Um, or, you know, in the next couple of, are you doing a few renos and, mm. and then um, re- renting it out and going and buying something else? Well, mm. you know, the, the offset or redraw argument is very important to, to discuss. Very important. Um, so anyway, we won't drill down into that too much. No, but, you know, no. It just shows there are lots of considerations. But, you know, as a default, um, what would generally be better? So, you know, let's try and give an answer to this question. You know, if you can manage an offset account and not be um, too tempted by having all that money sitting there, an offset account's probably the better option, in my view. I'm going to I'm gonna leave, I'm going to add, add to that, Steve, and, and be the person who sits on the fence and mm-hmm. says, it depends. It depends. That's been the theme of today's podcast, hasn't it? really it? has, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's just finish off. This one isn't a question, but this is uh, just an interesting way that um, some people that I know um, have chosen to save mm-hmm. over the course of a year $1,378. Not bad. Okay, so 
know, $1,378 could be the Christmas presents for the year. It could be, you know, um, Christmas lunch, a little holiday. I don't know. Um, weekend away. W- weekend you know, away. Big yeah. weekend away with the boys? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, not currently, not in coronavirus um, no, times. You, but yeah, You've got to start yeah, saving. Yeah, yeah, you do. So if you want to save 1378 a year and, uh, and, and do that, uh, here's a way you can do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Luke, week one of your savings plan, mm-hmm. you put $1 into an account, okay. into your savings, savings account. account. Okay, week one is $1. Right. So yeah, one you'll one. have to have a diary entry here to say, you know, transfer this money. Week two, you transfer $2. Mm-hmm. Week three, you transfer $3. Mm-hmm. How much do you think you transfer in week four? Four dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were struggling. Oh, a bit, <laughs> you thought it was a trick question. I thought there was question. a riddle. <laughs> so on and, and so forth. Yep. Week 32, how much are you putting into that savings account? $32. Yep. Week 44, how, many, how much are you putting into that savings 64. account? 44. 44. Oh. Yeah, yeah. For every week, it's the same amount. Oh, okay. okay. Oh. So week one is $1, week 44 is $44. Week, Sorry, gotcha. Week 50 yeah, yeah. is $50. It's the amount of the week. Yeah, gotcha. and week 52 is so, $52. It shows yeah. how thick I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a way to just practice. You know, it's a very small commitment early. Um, by week 10, you're putting $10 a week in. By week 11, it's only 11. And you're just gradually increasing it. Um, by a dollar. By a dollar each week um, to the point where in week 52, you put $52 in. And your account balance, excluding interest, which will be not much at all anyway, will be $1,378. Right. It's a little bit of a fun way to set a goal and get there. And start saving. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Thought I'd share that. That's a good one, Steve. Thanks. So I, I better implement that if, mm. I, if I want to have a good boys weekend away. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That might there be a trip are. to New Zealand. No, surely it's got to be more expensive than that. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining me. Thanks to everyone for listening in to this episode. Don't forget to leave a review and lodge your questions through our website, themoneymen.com.au. Until next time, see you later. See you guys. Have a good one.